Welcome to Self-Talk with Dr. Ray Self, the place where you can get real answers to tough questions. Jesus promised you abundant life, but poor choices and dark forces stand in your way. It is time to learn how to overcome the obstacles that keep you out of your promised land. Knowledge of God will pave the path for you to walk in His blessing. Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Ray Self. This show is sponsored by the International College of Ministry, an online seminary fully accredited and full of spirit and truth. Go to www.icmcollege.org today. Well, I want to talk about an important topic today, the religious spirit. You know, just the term itself doesn't sound so bad, but actually this spirit has hurt a lot of people. I believe the spirit is demonic in nature. I believe the spirit manifests itself through very well-meaning Christians and ministers, but I believe this spirit has hurt a lot of people. Some people call it legalism. Some people call it Bible thumpers, but whatever, it has been the source of much pain, much suffering, and caused many people to fall away. So what is the religious spirit. Let, let, let's talk about this this problem because I, I am willing to believe or bet, so to speak, that most of my listeners have been victimized by this spirit at one time or another. So what do I mean by the religious spirit? And I hesitate saying religious spirit because there's nothing wrong with being religious. Um, however, that term has been misused for centuries me, myself, as a believer, I believe, I don't consider myself religious. I consider myself a Christian with a relationship with Jesus Christ filled with the Holy Spirit. That's who I am, okay? And I believe the Bible's the word of God. I believe Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through him. That's what I'm all about. But what is this religious spirit that seems to cause so much uh, problem in the body of Christ? So, in my notes for the show, I, I kind of did a little bullet list that tells you symptoms of this spirit. And why is this important to know? i tell you why it's important to know. Because people are being hurt by this spirit. This spirit disguises itself as a very um, right spirit, as a very biblically sound spirit. But actually, it's a spirit that's causing a lot of pain and suffering. So what are some of the symptoms uh, of this, how do you know if you're around a, a religious spirit that's really not holy and, and not coming from God? Well, the person operating in this spirit will quote scripture out of context to support their idea. Okay, a lot of people do that. They seem to be impatient and show no mercy. The person operating in this spirit is more concerned about rules than relationship. I should hesitate right there. You know, there's a. I teach a course called uh, Communication and Conflict Resolution, and in communication, there's there's different ways that people handle conflict, but one of the most destructive ways that people handle conflict is there are people who fight to be right, and they will sacrifice a relationship just to be proven right, and this is what the religious spirit will do. 
that the most important thing is to be proven and demonstrated and convinced that they're 100% right, regardless of how much damage their quote rightness is causing. Okay. So the religious spirit, the people with this spirit are more concerned about being right than your welfare and they'll sacrifice you for it. Um, they don't understand the principle of how to speak the truth with love. And the religious spirit is not motivated by love. It's motivated by, it's motivated by the desire to be proven right. And it also has to do with a controlling spirit, which I've talked about on some other shows, uh, using this spirit because they think they know what is right. They know what is best. They know what you need to be doing and you need to do this. So many times the religious spirit actually folks, it's a cover up for hidden internal issues. See, religious spirit focuses on the external rules, regulations, what people need to be doing by taking scriptures out of context. And people with this spirit many times are avoiding their own hurts and their own pain. When you live externally, you can always avoid what is internal. In a way, a religious spirit is like doing a drug. It, it allows the person with this spirit to completely avoid themselves. Um, a religious spirit believes that being right is all that matters. The religious spirit is stubborn, does not compromise. They'll take scriptures out of context to support their opinion, and they believe they have a right to enforce their beliefs on other people because this is what God's word says. The victim of the religious spirit, now talk about the victims here, the victim of the religious spirit feels continual shame and condemnation. If you've been victimized this, you may feel that no matter what you do, you can never measure up. If you've been around this spirit, uh, the victim typically feels that no matter what they do, it, it, it's never good enough. They feel bound up and unable just to be themselves, to relax. I'll tell you a quick story about that in a minute. Um, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I remember I was at a church years ago that had a lot of rules. Now, this was a spirit-filled, charismatic church, okay, and seemed like a great place to be, and in a lot of ways it was. But the pastor was became very rule-oriented about how you need to flow in the spirit, about how you lay hands on people, how you pray, when you do it, how you do it, what you should do, what you should do not. And then he had this list of don't do this, don't do that, you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And I remember at one point, I felt like my hands were tied behind my back. I didn't know what to do. I had been told so many things not to do that I didn't know what to do. I felt no freedom at all. I had so many rules going around in my head about be careful who you lay hands on. You heard that one, you know? Uh, make sure you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. Make sure uh, it's when the music is right. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure. And so I felt restricted. Like I felt, I mean, like at one point it got so bad. I was like, I felt frozen in place. Now I'm a minister. I'm a five-fold minister. And I felt frozen in place, afraid to make a move because any move I made was going to be the wrong one and I was going to face repercussions. So um, the victim, again, feels bound up and, and unable just to relax and be themselves when you're around that spirit. Now, the perpetrator of that spirit will justify themselves. And it's very easy 
if you if the, the person with the religious spirit it's very easy easy to justify themselves and typically they justify themselves by continually quoting scriptures at you but however the victim out of continual frustration most likely will end up falling away from the faith i, I want to tell you something if you want to know what a formula for rebellion is and that is strict religious rules with no mercy and no love is an absolute 100% guaranteed formula for rebellion. Now listen, I believe the Bible's the word of God. I believe we need to follow the principles of scripture, absolutely. But I also know that my savior, Jesus Christ, he spoke some very difficult things to us, okay? If you believe not, you're you're judged already. I mean, some tough words, okay? But you got to remember he had so much love and so much concern for the people he was speaking these hard truths to that he was willing to die for them. He was willing to give his life for these people that he was speaking these really uh, amazing truths to that was just sort of blowing their old religious ways apart. And he said some difficult things for them to comprehend, but he had so much love. His motivation was love. His motivation was to bring people into the kingdom of God with this incredible love. And so, yes, Jesus spoke the truth, but he spoke the truth with the most amazing amount of love a man has ever demonstrated. How much love would one have but to give his life for another? And Jesus spoke about that. And so, yes, we need to follow the rules and what the Bible tells us to do. Okay, forgive, you shall be forgiven. Okay, give, it shall be given unto you. All the things that Jesus taught us about, but it must be bathed with love and, and mercy. This is something I have taught many times. When you speak a truth to person, when you speak a biblical truth to a person and you're hoping to minister to a person to get them to, to line up to this truth, there's three things, now hear me, there's three things that must take place. Now, I can speak a truth to a brother or sister that I, I'm really hoping they will receive and I'm hoping that they will get because I know it will change their life, a biblical truth. But I also must give them two other things. Not only the truth, but I need to give them some time. People need time to change. They need time to digest. They need time to understand. They need time to process, okay? And some people need more time than others. And they also need love and acceptance, knowing that they are accepted by you, loved by you unconditionally. You want them to get this scripture down in their heart and act according to, you know, faith without works is dead. You want them to act according to the Bible. But you must give them time and you must give them unconditional love. And if you put unconditional love with the right amount of time, with the truth of God, that's where things take place. There's where lives are changed. But the religious spirit is going to speak truth with no time and no love. And maybe that the synopsis of this show. Truth without time and unconditional love it's just going to bring a lot of condemnation and shame and guilt. Now, Jesus said, you should know the truth. The truth will set you free. I got that. Now, Jesus also said he was the truth. What was the truth about Jesus? He spoke truth, 
but he spoke it with the most amazing, incredible amount of love the world has ever known. So the religious spirit, let's put it to this way, for change, for growth, for maturity, for the things of God, we need the truth, we need time, and we need love. The religious spirit will speak the truth, and they do not, they're not patient with time, and they're not good with love and mercy. They don't understand the principle of progress, and they don't accept you until you have met their condition of following their rule to the T, which is very, very, very difficult to do. So what do you do when you are uh, faced with this spirit? You know, what do you do? Well, first off, recognize it. That's what we call, there's a gift called the discerning of spirits. And so you pray, Holy Spirit, let me, let me discern this. Lord, give me the gift of discernment. See, the gift of discernment is to discern what is of the Holy Spirit and what is not of the Holy Spirit. In other words, what spirit is operating? Is it the Holy Spirit of God or is it some other spirit? And so if you have the gift of discernment, this spirit is pretty easy uh, to discern. And then when you're faced with it, you have to not receive it. You have to, um, you know, to me, when I've been around it, I, I, I smile, I say, thank you for the word. And then in my heart, I just know I don't receive this in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I will confront, most of the time I will just turn away and, and move on. Now, if you're a leader and you are a leader and this spirit is operating in your church and your sheep are being wounded, you must intervene. You know what I'm saying? If, if your sheep are being hurt and you're the shepherd, you have to intervene. You cannot stand idly by. You're going to have to do some church discipline and intervene. So many times, unfortunately, people operating in this spirit don't even know they're operating in this spirit. As a matter of fact, the religious spirit can be a scheme of the enemy to keep people bound up and keep them from a relationship with God. They're so concerned about rules and regulations, they don't have a relationship. So it's a, it's a very prevalent spirit. It's a very deadly spirit. I think the worst thing about the religious spirit is the amount of condemnation, shame, discouragement, and frustration that it causes. And again, understand, this religious spirit is spouting scripture. You must do this. You think you're, you're a Christian? You've got to do this. You must do this. You have to do this. They quote rules, 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 rules. It's, it's rules. What Paul said, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So maybe this is a good good way to talk about this. Paul says the letter kills. Now he was talking about the law. Without the Holy Spirit, it kills. This, this letter of the law can literally be deadly without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, without the love of God, without the mercy of God, without the forgiveness that came through the cross, without the goodness of God, and without this feeling. As all Christians, I have to, if you're, if you're going to quote to me, a, a, a New Testament principle that I've got to adhere to. I need to know that your motivation for me is that you care about me and you're concerned about me and you want to serve me by sharing this truth with me and you're going to give me a chance to get it. And I must know also that as you share this truth with me, that you accept me and you love me and you care about me, whether I get it or not. People with a religious spirit, their message is, 
Either you do this or I'm going to have nothing to do with you. Either you do this or you're not of God. You're not of God. I remember uh, one lady came into my church years ago. I'll never forget this. And she walked up to me and she said, Dr. Self, would you look at my earring, please? I thought, well, that's kind of a strange request. Uh, I looked at her earring and she had this, I think they call it a hoop earring on, you know. She said, is, is my earring too big? I said, well, I don't know. I think it, it's, a, it's a nice, pretty earring. Thank you for showing it to me. She said, well, no, you don't understand because in my previous church, they told me if my earring is, was bigger than a quarter, I would have to take it off or I wouldn't be allowed to come in the building. And I just went, wow, wow. You see, that's, that's, that's the religious spirit. Now, listen, I, I know that we should dress appropriately for church. I get that, okay? But putting condemnation on shame on someone because of the size of their earring, that's an example of the religious spirit. Now, listen, I'm not trying to do a negative show. My, my purpose in my shows is I just want you to be aware. I want you to live the fullness of life, the abundant life that Jesus promised you. That's what I'm trying to do with these shows. Help you get into your purpose, overcome the schemes of the enemy. You see, the religious spirit can actually be a scheme of the enemy used against you to keep you from God's promised land for you, to keep you from your purpose, to keep you from God's best. It's one of many weapons. Listen, if I'm going to fight the enemy, I need to understand what his plan is against me. I need to understand what weapon he's going to use against me so I can counter that. That happens in every battle. And one of the primary weapons, one of a very amazing weapon he uses is the religious spirit. It looks good. It, it seems good because it's straight out of the Bible, but it's not good because the religious spirit has no mercy, no love, no acceptance, and creates a lot of rejection, condemnation, and shame. As I close, what should we do? We should quote scriptures to people. But when you quote a scripture or a biblical principle to someone, make sure your motivation is to serve them. Make sure that you love this person unconditionally and make sure you give them enough time to grow and process. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. As your word said, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for the blood and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ that protects us from schemes of the enemy. And Father, those that are listening to me that may have been operating in this spirit, not knowing it, I thank you, Father, that your forgiveness is forever. Your cleansing will take care of it. I thank you, Father, that we're free, Father. We're free from condemnation and shame and guilt because Jesus took that to the cross. We're free from every scheme and attack of the enemy because Jesus Christ defeated the enemy at the cross. And so, Father, we give you praise and honor. And, and I just bless every person listening to this podcast. May you always walk in the fullness and abundant life that Jesus promised. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. This is Dr. Ray Self. I appreciate you. Check out our special offers. Uh, I'm president of International College of Ministry. We're offering a lot of our courses. Uh, many of our courses now are being offered to you just for $35. You want to take a college course and you don't, you're not trying to get full credit. You don't want to enroll in a college, but you'd like to take the course. I've got a list of them in the, in the notes that you can take for just $35 donation. 
I appreciate you very much. Don't forget to check out my book. Uh, my latest book here is Voice, Be His Voice. And be sure and like and subscribe and rate and all that kind of good stuff. This is Dr. Ray Self. Thank you for being with me today. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps our show reach more people and spread the gospel. You can purchase Dr. Self's latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com. Please visit Dr. Self's webpage at icmcollege.org for more information and free downloads.